So Eric, aside from having to do press with this guy, how's your day going so far? So far, it's going well. Um, you know, it's a little bit crazy right now. Uh, just the work schedule's been nuts with filming and we've, we're launching this bourbon on top of that and juggling two kids and a house renovation. So my world right now is is revolving in a, in a in a crazy way, but so much fun, and that's that's the way I like it. I kind of thrive on 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 busyness and craziness, so it's all good stuff. On top of that, not the only steadily working person in that household. So, two prolific actors producers in the same household. Hey, looking forward to talking to Sainty next week. But the bourbon, uh, have you always been into bourbon, or is this a recent discovery of yours? Uh, you know, it is a rather recent discovery. I've always been a big bourbon fan. Um, you know, we from the first time I I went out to um, Ireland and um, I went to the Jameson Distillery. This was this was probably seven eight years ago. I was like, oh, whiskeys, bourbons. It like put it on my radar. And then I spent some time in Louisville, Kentucky, and mm. got to do all the, the the bourbons out there. And that really kind of you know opened my eyes and palate, so to speak, to the world of bourbon. And then fast forward five years, I never I never thought I'd find myself in the position of partnering with a bourbon company. Um, but here I am, and it's been one of the most fun things I've ever uh, encroached on. And I'm so happy in a big time, big time bourbon fan. So this is this has just been kind of the the cherry on the cake. Putting you on the spot here, you said Louisville, one of my favorite cities because it has the sports, it has the bourbon, it has the museums and the history, it has the restaurants. Isn't that one of the most undiscovered gem cities of the states? Absolutely. I'd have to agree with you. And, you know, on top of that, I'm a big horseman. And so the the horse culture out there is pretty uh, phenomenal as well. Of course, the Kentucky Derby's there and um, they've just got such an incredible, you know, they call it the bluegrass state, right? So they've got right. those just rolling hills of, of of beautiful grass and yeah no so louisville's got it going on man uh I, I hope to spend more time there and um yeah i've been impressed every every step of the way of course muhammad ali they have so many claim to fames yeah. out there it's it's pretty amazing his museum is fantastic in in that city but hey back to you this is not the muhammad ali show this is the <laughs> eric nelson show so how long did you have to keep it a secret that the bucking bowl partnership was happening you know we i competed in the celebrity cutting competition uh in fort worth texas at the will rogers coliseum oh let's see how how long ago was that um less than six months but it's been a, a substantial amount of months so i guess since then um, that's, that's when I first met the founders, uh, Phil and Sarah of Bucking Bull. That's where our relationship began and it kind of, uh, quickly grew from there. And, uh, here we are, um, we're launching in a couple days, uh, it's already the 31st. So it's where this is happening here, this, this coming up next week. Um, so it, it's been a very fun last few months, uh, but we're going full force all the way right now. And, uh, can't wait, can't wait for the public to try this stuff. Now, I'm calling you a celebrity. You did not call yourself a celebrity. But a lot of times when there's celebrity partnerships involved with the drinks, the person goes on the road. For example, when you go see Sammy Hagar Van Halen, the concert is just basically a commercial for the Cabo Wabo brand. There's the banners, everyone's wearing the shirts, he's cheers in the crowd, et cetera. 
for you, do you have to take it on the road or it's just a couple of interviews and hey, whenever you're in public, that's what you're drinking? No, I'm 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 fully invested into this um, brand and company and um, I'm all hands on deck right now. So I will be showing up at PBR. I'm going to be showing up at all these really cool events. We're going to have the the bourbon at um, I want to meet the fans. I want to help promote the liquor. Um, so odds are if we're going to be um, at an event, Bucking Bull Bourbon, you'll see me there. I can't wait. Is it the kind of brand that we'll eventually see? And I'm not asking for exclusives. I'm not asking you to break embargoes. But is it the kind of thing where it'll just be one particular flavor or offering? That's what you do. Or could there be eventually partnerships with other brands and other varieties? I think sky's the limit right now. Um, right now, since we're, we're we're just launching, we're focusing on one thing. We want to come out with a punch. And we want that one thing to be the best. And it is. So we're going to focus there for now. And then as things grow, uh, you know, we're open. We're open to um, other partnerships and 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 we're, we're hoping this expands in every way possible. So uh, it's definitely not a door that's closed. And uh, I'll just say uh, we're excited to see what the, the future has in store for us, but we're open minded. Now, as you call that up top, hey, busy with the family, busy with the acting, et cetera. People know you largely from the Yellowstone spinoff. But the thing that impresses me the most is, did I read correctly, youngest producer in history to win an Emmy? Yes, Darren, that is true. It is to this day when, when somebody says this out loud, I, I still like it's kind of almost unbelievable for me because when it was when it was happening and when it happened, I had no idea that that there was even a possible record at stake. Um, when I got the nomination, that was just more than I ever could have asked for. And then when I won, I still had no idea. It wasn't until, you know, a matter of weeks later, I, I started getting calls to do interviews and they're like, well, how does it feel to be the youngest ever? And I was like, what are you talking about? You know, I just, I didn't have that pressure on myself. I didn't, I'm glad that I didn't know going into it. Cause I feel like then I really would have just, you know, added that extra element of, I guess, just pressure, you know, and, and, and the anxiety of, whoa, this could be, you know, history in the making. Um, so I'm glad I'm, I was a little naive to that. Um, but that was, you know, years ago now and the record still holds. So who knows how long it's, it's going to stay there, but enjoying it while it lasts, I guess. That one surprised me because I would have thought that there was a point where Dakota Fanning would have been a nine-year-old producer. You know, <laughs> heard a star in the film. She has to have the credit or Drew Barrymore would have gotten it after E.T. So it's you. Yeah. And, you know, it, it it is surprising. And, you know, I think uh, what sets it apart is, you know, the Dakota Fannies and the and the Drew Barrymore's, they were child stars in film uh, back in a day when film stars didn't necessarily make TV crossovers. Um, I happen to win it in the TV genre. Right. So I, I and there's, um, you know, very few uh, network television stars that have crossed over into producing because typically the networks just do it all themselves. They've got all the money, they've got everything. So there's no need to bring on or, you know, give a, an actor credit as a producer. But now, of course, actors have their own production companies. They're making their own content. You know, we see that with um, uh, Reese Witherspoon and, and, and so many others. Um, so until there's a, a, a young buck out there brave enough to start their own production company and, and put up their own TV show, hopefully, hopefully the record will stay, but you know, just, just happy to have been recognized in any way. And then another area where you crossed over, it impresses me that you crossed over from theater to film and television, because when I was a, a kid, 40, 50 years ago, no, I'm kidding. Uh, when I was a kid, you either did theater 
or you did film or you did television. You didn't really do all three. What was the point that you were able to cross over from theater into the big screen? You know, that's a great question. And I'm so happy it, it happened the way it did, because honestly, the, the training and the schooling and uh, just the mindset as an actor you you gain from learning in theater, I think mm -hmm. is unprecedented. And uh, to this day, if anyone I know who asks me advice, I want to become an actor, I'm like, train in theater first. You know, that's really, really, really mm -hmm. Uh, where you're going to get your fundamentals and, you know, th there's nothing like performing on a live stage. Um, so I'm glad it happened that way. Uh, it wasn't until after I had done uh, the Broadway musical 13 uh, with Ariana Grande and Elizabeth Gillies. And, you know, I just had so much fun. And after that, I was like, wow, I'd love to take this, this hype and this kind of, uh, you know, um, uh, I was kind of put on a, a little pedestal after that show. And I was like, I want to utilize that to hopefully transition in the film and TV world because I'd always been interested in it. So right when that show ended in New York, I, I went straight to L.A. and and gave it a try and uh, completely fell in love. And, you know, I like this. The I like that you get to work with new actors each week. The guest stars are always rotating and you get new writers coming in and out. So right. It was it was fun for me to experience that, and um, I kind of just ran with it. And but theater will always have my home, and uh, I, I I can't wait to return to Broadway one day, hopefully soon. And um, yeah, and I, I I do think you know to any maybe actors out there, fans of mine out there that are in the entertainment industry, I do think these days it's it's almost crucial to be faceted in all areas of the industry, mm -hmm. uh, just because it is so up and down, and there's so many different outlets now to create even your own content, I say, just, you know, get your hand in everything because there's so much opportunity. It's, you know, it'd be silly not to. For you, was it a hard transition in that when you're doing theater or Broadway specifically, there's a lot more hands, there's a lot more big movements because you have to play to the back of the room mm -hmm. and you can only do it once. Whereas obviously you can do as many takes as it needs, especially David Fincher is directing you in a film or television project. So for you, was it a big transition to be able to make it play a little smaller? Um. I, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a great question. Every and, now and then I have one of those. <laughs> we won't make it a habit. Um, you know, I think it's just more of a, a, a conscious uh, way to uh, specifically retrain. Um, I never stop taking lessons to this day. I'm working mm. with coaches and I'm taking classes um, privately as, as much as I can, because um, you know, you, you get on these big sets and even Leonardo DiCaprio has his acting coach around. Like, it's just, if you're really taking this seriously, you never stop the training and you never stop the work. And so as I was studying theater and training in theater, I was also taking classes and working, uh, you know, from a film and TV side and perspective um, mm -hmm. kind of, or internalizing, you know, your performance as opposed to, um, putting it out there. So I, I would say it wasn't as big of a leap or hurdle just because I'd already kind of been putting in the work. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, we're just, we're, 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 we're trying to portray truth and we're, we're, we're trying to portray emotion that, that we're feeling and, um, you know, either toning that back for, for film and TV, it's still the same emotion and it's still the same, um, you know, your, what you're feeling inside is still going to be the same. It's just, you know, 
how 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 much am I projecting this? So I don't know. I guess it, it could have been harder for me, but I think having having had put put in the work on the on the other side while I was doing it helped tremendously. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it wasn't. It didn't seem to be that big of a a, a transition um, for me, which I guess I, I should be um, pretty grateful for. Well, one more craft question, one more bucking bull question, one fun question, and then you're done with this guy. Awesome. And the craft question is. With all your training, did that ever lead you to say wanting to do groundlings or improv training, or was that something you did? I did. I did a lot of improv training, actually. Uh, there's a coach in LA. His name is Lane Napper, and uh, he um, he's who I did a lot of my improv training with. And uh, it's you know, again, when especially when you're doing theater, um, and even some television shows I've worked on, like HBO's Girls, the mm-hmm. every they improv almost the entire show, which was kind of cool. And I didn't know that going into it. Um, I've got one episode that I did on that show, but the whole, the whole scene is completely improvised. And so that, that training came in. I didn't, I had no idea. I figured with the Judd Apatow production, there would be improv in there. It doesn't come across as an improv show the way that say Curb Your Enthusiasm does. Right, right. No, it 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 seems scripted and and it seems so you know set and in in reality and stuff that it it just kind of worked and the, the actors you know Adam Driver and all them it's just a testament to them. Yeah. And, um, but that improv training is definitely important. It helped a lot in theater because things go wrong live on stage all the time and you have to roll with the punches. You have to yeah. know how to you know bounce back without the audience figuring it out. Um, so definitely was never uh, focused on groundlings um, or, uh, you know, a, a comedy career um, per se. I've kind of always been more rooted in in um, dramatic pieces and, you know, uh, dark dramas and and, and that sort of um, niche. Uh, but um, comedy is important. I think it's the hardest thing to do uh, as an actor is they always say comedy. So any training you can get uh, will help you in all facets of the industry. So I definitely say go for it if people are considering it. I definitely did um, privately and in group uh, group settings as well and classes as well. So it it only helps. <laughs> the bucking bull question promised. Who's the first friend or celebrity that we would know that's already on board going, this is great? Do you have one of those names readily available? Oh, my gosh. I mean... I've got a slew of 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 names of of people that are just so excited about it and and are saying this is great. Um, you know, the cool thing I'm I'm living in Texas now, and the cool thing is that there's a a huge emerging music scene happening down here. Um, you know, we've got Leon Bridges who's Grammy nominated. We've got oh, yeah. Poe Wetzel who's a huge country rock star. I know who's selling out stadiums all over the world, and um, Co specifically. Um, he just, he just released an epic song with Diplo and Kodak Black. And so he is in main, main, mainstream right now. And, uh, we, um, my best friend is his drummer. And so that whole, that whole squad is so excited about the, uh, the bourbon and there it's going to be on every tour bus we can find. And, um, you know, being, um, being pushed all, all over, not just Texas, but, um, the country, um, focusing, you know, in the Texas market, but, um, our touring musicians that we're uh, all really good friends with are, are excited to have it on board. So um, I'd say I'd start there, but you know, the list is endless and you'll, you'll, you'll soon start seeing um, some of my, uh, you know, celebrity friends and network um, talking about it and posting about it and um, you know, bragging about it because they're all, they're all fans, uh, which, you know, didn't have 
much to do with me. I just put it in their face and let them try it. And then they kind of took it from there. So they became fans. Well, that actually ties in with the last thing that I wanted to know, which is as somebody in Texas who clearly knows a thing or two about music, what's the last concert that you went to for fun and not because it was an obligation or you owed them a favor or that kind of a thing? Um, I was just at AT&T Stadium and I saw Luke Combs. And that was just for fun. And it was an incredible concert. Last night I saw Leon Bridges, uh, but it was for a charity event. You know, we were all there supporting a cause. So that was that was more of an obligation. Um, not obligation, but, you know, more of a. Um, it was work, but it was fun at the same time. Correct. Luke yeah. Combs. <laughs> A week ago, saw him. AT&T had nothing to do with anything other than sitting in a seat enjoying one of my favorite country artists. So that was that was really cool. Okay, you got taste. That's what I've learned. So Eric, looking forward to seeing the growth of Bucking Bull, your next project, IMDb. And you'll correct me if I'm wrong here. It says Butch Cassidy's Forgotten Outlaw, Holly by Nightfall, Circle of Three, Shaky Grounds, Butched, Butched, Butched? Butched, Butched. Okay. We're, we're just going to have to keep uh, checking the Instagram to find out where we're seeing you next. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm very active on my Instagram at Eric Nelson official and uh, keeping love to keep in touch with the fans through there. And um, it's as soon as I'm, I'm able to talk about projects, I post it and uh, look forward to, to sharing uh, what's coming up with the fans. And next one on the filming next one I start shooting is butched. Uh, and I just I can throw out that it's uh, a Western. So my Western fans, uh, I'm not leaving you hanging. I'm I'm going to always sprinkle in the genre just because it's you know been so great to me and it's been so much fun. So uh, looking forward to starting shooting that pr production here coming up soon. The first question I have for you, what do I call you? E-E-C-3, what's your preference? You can call me a winner. I'm you calling can call you a winner. Victor. You can call me a victor. You can call me an overman. You can call me a demigod. You can call me an ubermensch. You can call me EC3. Okay. They all fall in line. They all fall all in line under that kind of umbrella, that brand, the EC3 brand. You know, yeah. for Ethan Carter the Third, and then you know the essential character EC3. Yeah, uh, that's fine. E E EC three E EC EC three or three. You can call me all four. EC3PO? No. No. That crosses the line. Well, only, it's only MVP can call me that. Well, most people aspire to be a mensch. You being an Uber mensch, I appreciate you taking the time to speak to a non Uber mensch. And your career is fascinating and inspiring in that you're able to work for multiple companies at the same time, you're able to be yourself wherever you are. It's almost like a dream scenario, I'd have to imagine. Yeah, it just doesn't pay as well as guaranteed contracts. But... And no, don't, don't discredit yourself enough with the negative self-talk. You too can be an Ubermensch. You know, it's kind of just like the point we live in within our lives where we, you know, our higher selves and our animal instincts. And like, what level are we on? And right now I'm approaching my highest possible self. So I'm not even there yet. Okay. But so I'm using in wrestling, so I'm going to brand it. You are a work in progress. Are you going to be on the road for the Smashing Pumpkins tour this summer? I don't know. That'd be cool. I hope so. I have a secret crush on the uh, backup singer that Billy's been using. I went to the concert in Tampa and I just fell in love watching her on stage. So that would be a nice way to court her. Uh, I'm not sure about the tour plans and things of that nature. I know they were doing Australia and there's probably some wrestling involved with that, but uh, 
I don't know if I'd be a part of that yet. The reason I'm asking is because as a person who covers a lot of music and interviews a lot of performers, the press release for the tour that Smashing Pumpkins, Stone Temple Pilots, Rival Sons, and Interpol mentions the NWA, and you're one of the names it mentions as its marquee stars. Well, well that, that's a good thing. And okay, is this a domestic tour? I believe the U.S. tour, uh, okay. U.S., maybe Canada as well. It's funny, we're usually the last on our schedule, so I'd like to know. But here's the deal. Okay, yeah. STP's on there. Love yeah. STP. Interpol, super underrated band. Yes. Matching Pumpkins. I'm not saying this because Billy is my boss and my dear friend, but what a show they're putting on. Like, their live show, they hit, they get the hits, but he's, he's artistically fulfilled playing his music. The dude changes his guitar every song. Right. It was insane to see and who else was on that stone temple pilots interpol and rival sons rival sons i don't know but i'll i'll hit them up on spotify rival sons is one of those saving rock kind of bands that has probably at this point 10 singles that have charted and all that so do your I, homework there but hopefully we'll see you on tour with that but bottom line is this you're you are one of the reasons that people watch the nwa the first time you appeared for NWA, did you know that it was going to be a long-term thing? Yeah, Billy and I are destined to be together forever. Uh, originally, when the NWA was starting, that was kind of like the end days of Impact, and then there was the Game of Thrones scenario with everyone, you know, going for ownership, and yeah. cutting throats, and like talent were kind of like you know, the children in the middle, like not knowing anything, and it was it was hard. Uh, Billy definitely had my favor as far as who could have. Uh, taken that throne, but then he left and started the NWA. And that was the same time I was leaving Impact. And there was that offer, it was it was WWE or NWA. And I didn't make the wrong decision. You can you could say I did. And no. the way it went, you could say it was. But the reason it's not the wrong decision is because it put me in this position now. And so that's the universe dictating what was meant to be. But the opportunity between NWA and NXT came, and I just felt this is a younger version of me, a more disgruntled that I had unfinished business, when in fact, the business I should have worried about was my self-fulfillment. So mm -hmm. went to NXT, and I had to go through hard times to realize who I wanted to be. I'd have to imagine the NWA locker room is like 25% people that you used to work with the WWE, yet it also has tomorrow's stars and it also has some legends that were never in WWE at the same time. Yeah, and I think uh, that causes an interesting balance and like we do, you can't say tomorrow's stars, but at the same time, I'm not giving anybody anything. I'm not, well, I'm a star and I will remain a star. Yes, because I act like a star, I look like a star, I yeah. treat the business like a star. There is opportunity for somebody, anybody on that roster, if they truly want to become a star, I, I don't know why they're not picking our brains, Inter, you know, intercepting us, maybe joining our little crews, and then therefore stabbing us in the back to become a star. That's how you become a star. I'm waiting for somebody to take that reign. I'm waiting for somebody to well, I've been stabbed in the back countless times. I'm waiting for a dear friend to stab me in the back. But uh, the opportunity is there for young talent, for sure. It's right. about them being able to stand up, stand out, and be different. What I fear about young talent is I feel they, they're afraid. They fear doing something different, going against the norm, because they feel they have something to lose, whether it's the opportunity 
or whether it's the favor of people that are dictating their careers based on, you know, social media and internet reporting, as opposed to fully developing themselves to be freely who they are. But that's all the stuff I learned by doing the exact same thing. So that's why I'm telling them, dude, I'm writing a book about it. So it's for the are, are you legitimately writing a book or metaphor? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's going to be, I'm probably going to start something that's a, a training compound and things for young talent. But like I started writing out just like a helpful guide for young independent talent. And I can't stop writing like more and more comes up. And what I think, unfortunately for them, they don't have the veteran insights of the long car rides anymore or the, yeah. you know, a lot of the veterans, you know, they didn't pay it forward as much. They kind of just fell into office jobs and now they have something to lose. So they're not going to go all out for anybody else where young talent needs, they just, I don't want to say guidance because I could be dead wrong, but somebody that makes them and challenges them to think differently. So that's what I'm trying to do with that. Being very respectful of your time here. I mean, is there something else to promote? Because we're talking about Charlapalooza, we're talking about the coffee, but did I miss an endorsement? Did I miss an upcoming tour? Otherwise, for Butcher Babies, Pantera, Anthrax, the damn things. I mean, you kind of go on and on and on with all that. I mean, I have uh, <laughs> I have a lot of stuff coming up. Uh, the next thing I'm doing is I'm going to the studio with Anthrax next month to start recording our new record, which won't be out till 24. And then Pantera start um, May 6th here. We play um, a festival in Florida and then Welcome to Rockville is, is that the 20th, I think? And then we go to Europe for a bunch of festivals and then we come back here, I believe July, mid-July starts a lot of the shows here with uh, Metallica and um, Lamagata with us too which uh, I'm really excited about. Same right. question to you, Paula. Well, so we have a meeting next week to talk about the rollout of our album, but it's already done. We're super excited. That was released to get a new song just a few weeks ago called Faith and Future. We were going to be Got it. Well, last question before I let you go. Every time the wife and I start a TV show, we finish it in five days and we go, what should we not watch next? Do you have a TV recommendation to pass along? Jesus. Do you, you want to admit what we're watching? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, for years now, people know I've been a closet kind of Bravo fan. You know, I love a lot of those reality shows. So I've been a Vanderpump fan since the beginning of the show. And I like a lot of the stupid housewife shows too. I mean, we just binged the Miami we, we We got on the um, the Real Housewives trip where they all had a vacation together. And so we branched off into the Real Housewives of Miami. <laughs> Ten episodes last night. I had like two picks holding my eyes open until like 4 a.m. <laughs> that so 
we're falling in love with that show now too. I would love to do a real rock bands of wherever they're from, and then you put them in situations. And then if you've ever noticed on the housewife shows, they will dress them up in, in like themes, like those type of parties, so that when they get into an argument, they have some goofy shit on and they're yelling with like a cookie monster uh, costume or something. And it's like, I think that would be such a great show for bands. I had the pleasure of interviewing Anna Kinkosis from Miami a couple of weeks ago. And I was blown away by how smart and motivated she was. And it really shows you how the housewives often just play it a little dumb for TV, you know? Who, who is it from Miami? Which one? Uh, chef Anna Q. Kinsosis. Uh she's a chef, uh, former lawyer. But we've only watched this last season, so she's not on the last season. We don't know her. <laughs> okay, spoiler alert. But we'll, 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 we, will bring, we will go back and find out. Yeah. Well, the bottom line is I'm looking forward to the art to come from both of you, the music to come from both of you, and congratulations on just being prolific, interesting people. Yeah, thank you. Outro cast.